0: Yeah, I heard that. What? Oh, Kat didn't. Not you, Andy. Don't worry about it. What did he do? It's okay.
1: What happened? Andy was
0: making his presence known.
1: hmm Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't uh, know he was... Oh, I mean, I knew he was present, but not through whatever sound he just made.
0: Yeah. It's okay. We'll move on um, to the important part of this podcast, which is the introduction so that everyone knows exactly <laughs> what they're listening to and who we are and aren't confused at all. This is the V-Spot podcast, a veganish survival podcast for best friends. I am yes. your co-host, Danny. And I'm the other one, Kat. Welcome. I just wanted to see what Andy would do if I switched it up and just like, like, did it.
1: You sounded like very lackadaisical about it like yeah 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 this is the v-spot well like that's how i feel about the
0: introduction though because i'm like you should already be listening to us for 100 plus episodes so why do i need to keep doing this i know
1: and you did go to your whatever streaming source and choose to listen to this podcast yeah so yeah
0: so like i feel i do i feel pretty like (sighs) whatever i guess i'll introduce this because andy says that i have to like (laughs) But like in my opinion, if you don't know what you're listening to, uh, yeah, you've got
1: bigger problems. Yeah,
0: that's a huge problem.
1: <laughs> Especially
0: because, I mean, not always, but often people listen to podcasts when they're driving. So if you don't know what you're listening to when you're driving in a podcast format, something you have to choose.
1: I have to question whether or not you know, like, how you're driving, where you're going. Yeah. Do you know where you're even going? Right. Where are you headed? Right. What is your destination? Right.
0: Well, this isn't a, well, that's that's a deep question. I don't I don't think we can answer that.
1: I feel prepared. Um, speaking of deep questions, what's up with poop, Kat? <laughs> do you want me to teach you a couple of things that I've learned over the last couple of weeks about poop? Yeah, should we do that first and
0: then do the intro or the, the interview? Sorry, this is the intro. Hello. I don't know where I am. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could. Okay. Um, I thought it was relevant for me to educate on poop because we discussed poop. A little bit now. Do you do you have several things to teach us? I have two. Oh, so you
0: could do one in the beginning,
1: and then one okay. at the end to
0: ensure that people okay. listen to the full episode because obviously yeah, yeah. they don't know how to fast forward,
1: right? I have one that I need Andy to verify for me. Like I need to know if it's true, and a and a, and a man has to tell me. Obviously, so <laughs> there's that one, um, and then I have one that I I I think is pr- is probably pretty true.
0: All right. All right. So uh, let's
1: tickle our fancies and let us know about poop. Okay. So the first poop thing that I learned, um, I learned this from the podcast I was mentioning to you guys over the weekend, uh, one of my new favorites, Balls Deep. Mm -hmm. And um, they were discussing this phenomenon that happens. (laughs) The one girl, the one host was talking about um, being in Barnes and Noble. And the other girl was like, every time I go to Barnes and Noble, I have to poop. And the other girl was like, that's a thing. And she said that there's like some study or somebody did some sort of study on this about people in bookstores and how when you go to a bookstore you you have to poop you're like more likely to have to poop when you go to a bookstore because people are often squatting down to look at books and so like the way that you're positioned tells your body that you're getting ready to poop and therefore you have you end up having to poop um I can I can actually like I think that's
0: probably actually a thing. Yeah. Because I um one of my former jobs with right? Charming Charlie was like a hop, skip, and a jump away from Barnes and Noble at the mall. So I'd go to Barnes and Noble a lot. And mm-hmm. when I was there, like, you know, walking around, I would mm-hmm. find myself needing to poop. So like that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> See that? Is that wait, is that the one that you need information yeah, right? on? Makes... Or is it the... No,
1: no. No. Okay. It's the other one. It's okay. the other one. Yeah. I'll I'll do that one later. No, no, that makes sense, though. That makes sense to me in your squatting yeah, right? and stuff. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, because if you get down to that, so because here's the thing, like, some often, not sometimes, often when I'm in a bookstore, I don't, I, I might squat down for a moment, but then I actually, like, sit on the ground on my butt. Me too. Like, I'm not often in the squat position for terribly long, mm. but, like, when I was listening to her talk about this, I was like, yeah, no, that actually makes perfect sense. This does not sound fake to me at all like that's definitely true Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) i usually yeah i will i'll like bend or squat and then i'm like i can't do this any like i'm like this is stupid i'm just gonna i'm gonna pop a squat on the ground and i just like crawl around on the, the ground
1: like a toddler yes me too me too and i listened to the episode where they discussed this i think maybe like the next day after we recorded the, the episode that we're gonna be, have in a second and i was like that's so funny it's so relevant <laughs> so, so i'll share that this poop fact that's
0: that's good that's the world giving you more fodder for your own podcast <laughs> yeah i know right which i love yeah yeah so speaking of squatting uh mm-hmm. that's a good <laughs> that's a segue obviously a setup segue that was totally mm-hmm. intentional folks uh into the interview that we have for you yeah um It was great. It was informational. We laughed. We cried. Cat gagged a little bit. Um, That checks out. Yeah. And I think that speaks – we'll let it speak for itself. We'll let the interview just go forward. Yeah? Yeah. So we start this out very – I know we said loosey-goosey, but we start this out very strict by the books where we just ask our – lovely guess. Tell us about yourself. And then we just roll with it. It's. I'm just kidding. We don't actually do any structure whatsoever in this. So uh, Molly, tell us about yourself, what you do, who you are, all that good stuff. Okay. There's like, how long do you have? There's so much. Yeah. I know. I really every short. time. Every <laughs> time that's what people say. They're like, I don't what? And I'm like, I don't know. my just- name? <laughs> yeah, like three three bullet points, five bullet points. I don't know. That's what I said last time to our guest. I was like, just bullet point a couple of things. If someone asked you for the little synopsis of who you are, what would you say? Yeah. Okay. So
2: I am Molly Patrick. Um, I'm pretty sure that's my name. Um, <laughs> I have a business that I created with my wife in 2014 called Clean Food, Dirty Girl, We've been running that full-time now for the past, oh, going on seven years, I guess. Crazy. I grew up in New Mexico and have never eaten meat in my life. Um, fun fact, I grew up living in a teepee on five acres of land with no indoor plumbing or electricity or running water. So that was cool. Um I quit drinking in 2015 because I just was really, really, really abusing my body with alcohol. And I loved like smoking and the best thing in the world. Um, But it wasn't the best thing in the world for my goals and my overall life and my health. So I quit that, quit both of those in 2015. And um, now I live in, hawaii with my wife and we have an awesome team of like almost 20 people and uh those are some bullet points you can chew on
0: yeah those Mm -hmm. are actually really good bullet points like most people would think oh i'll talk about business married where i live the the um the teepee. that's like Mm -hmm. that's that's a ringer like who that's that's fucking cool like did not see that coming
1: yeah
0: at all um so I'm just,
1: don't. Yeah, really I, of just, questions.
0: I just want to know, like, wh- why, I guess, mm-hmm. like, what was your, if it's okay to ask, like, yeah, what was about your childhood, Molly?
2: <laughs> My childhood, was it was awesome because I, you know, I just grew up, like, we didn't have, like, I thought it was awesome. My best friend who lived sort of like, we literally lived in the middle of nowhere, but it was like, she lived like a half a mile from us. She grew up in a school bus while her parents were building their house. So for me, it was just very, very normal. And I, you know, I had a great time. I was outside all the time and using my imagination. And I never thought it was strange until I started going to like school and having sleepovers. And then it became strange. And then I became very embarrassed of the whole situation. Um, but it was, I mean, looking back, it was very different, but, um, Awesome. Because it really made me like creative and like able to figure anything out. I love to travel and I've never been, and I've been to like some funky countries and I've never found a toilet that I can't shit in. Like that part <laughs> is really easy. Cause you know, having an outhouse growing up, like you just get used to that. Um, so it made me resourceful and had some grit and also very grateful. Like I never take switching on a light switch for granted. I never take like, you know, taking a hot shower for granted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But why? I guess, you know, my parents were huge hippies. And so they just wanted an alternative lifestyle and they created this life for themselves. that was very, like, you know, very different from what most people did. And so they wanted to live on the land and my mom, grew food and cooked her own food and taught me how to grow food and cook food. And, um, it was, it was just a very, like
0: organic hippie dippy upbringing. That's really cool. That's
1: very cool.
0: Uh, Um, I do want to, this might be a little traumatizing to Kat. She (laughs) has found a toilet she could not shit in. It was at Starbucks (laughs) in New York city. (laughs) So (laughs) apparently I was not in that bathroom, but she came out and she was not the same person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny because my wife is from Malaysia. And
2: I don't know if any of you have been to Malaysia, but a lot of toilets in Malaysia and like all in Southeast Asia are squat toilets.
1: Okay. And
2: so there's no actual toilet bowl. Like it's just a hole and you squat. I mean, there's like water, but there's no actual bowl. And Luann actually, even I mean, she had a regular toilet growing up, um, but she was exposed to a lot of that, and she can't stand it. Like, she won't go to the bathroom in a squat toilet. And I was like, "Oh, this is easy. This is great. I love squatting," you know. And uh, so she, there are so many toilets, and she's like, "How do you do it?" I'm like, "Man, I just, my, I just go. I, maybe it's all the fiber in my diet." But um, <laughs> yeah, I've been to some funky ones out there, and I've not been traumatized yet.
0: Yet. Oh man. Now we're going to have to keep in touch with you and like when traveling, COVID and things like that are are over and be like, all right, so tell us, have you found it yet? <laughs> <Did> <laughs> find the toilet, the holy grail of toilets? <laughs>
1: I'll take a picture
0: and tag you on Instagram when I find it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I love how this
2: conversation is going so far, by the way.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, like <laughs> we so said, right awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to the important things, but that's the fun of the bullet points. Is you just? I think this is pretty important.
2: Out. I don't know. I think shitting is a pretty important topic. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> very
0: fair. <laughs> that is fair. Um, I guess. Well, I am shitting, and you're growing up. Um, were both of your parents vegetarian as well? Um, and that's just like because you said you've never had meat, so you were just raised like that. I assume both of them were vegetarian.
2: My mom has, was vegetarian. Um, she's now, she went vegan in 2000 and no, 1997. And she quit eating meat like when she, like after high school. So she has been, you know, a lot like that's basically why I was, but my dad just doesn't cook. And so he's going to eat whatever the hell she makes. And so he's sort of like, he's always been by default vegetarian, and then by default vegan when she turned vegan because he just eats her food. So it's more, it was more of her thing, but he was kind of along for the ride.
0: That's kind of how Andy got started into it. Also, like, it's just sometimes easier in general than because we do know some, um, a couple of ours of friends that they make separate meals, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, for us, originally, it just was like, honestly, it was too much of a pain. So whether it was him or me cooking, it was like, okay, it's going to be vegetarian. And they're like, oh, well, it's going to be vegan now. And then he found, he was like, oh, I actually like it. So yeah, it's funny. You know, Luann, my
2: wife and co-founder of the business, she's not plant-based. She eats, Like literally everything. Um, Well, no, she doesn't eat kidney beans. She hates Mm -hmm. kidney beans. Mm -hmm. But she'll, she, I mean, coming from Malaysia, Malaysia is like the food capital of the world practically. And so she's like, she loves to eat. I love to eat too, but she hates to cook. And so by default, that's kind of how it is too. And I'll just be like, okay, here's what I'm cooking for the week. Does any of this sound good? And if she says yes, then I'll make some for her. If she says no, then it's up to her to figure it out. Because I'm certainly not going to be cooking two meals. Like, no thanks.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. You're on your own. Like, okay. Yep. So how did you and Luann meet? Like, I feel like there has to be a story there because Malaysia, to if you grew up in New Mexico, I guess, depending where you were. But how did you guys meet? And then uh, that kind of story into the business. Pretty
2: anticlimactic story. We Are you familiar with Meetup? Meetup.com? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. You know, it's like get online to get offline, whatever. Um, So we were living in the Bay Area. I was living in Oakland and she was living in Richmond, so East Bay. And I was actually married at the time. And we went, my wife was super, um, my first wife was like super outgoing and she loved to go do things and she was really extroverted. And I'm a total... Introvert and I hate going places. Like I don't like socializing. I don't like it. Not like people are kind of questionable to me. So she dragged me to this meetup thing, and I met Luann because Luann is also very outgoing and loves to go out and do things. And I met her there, and we just we hit it off and just became like super super good friends. And we were friends for a while, and then my marriage was like pretty much over by the time I met, and so we started dating not long after um, my wife my first wife and I kind of broke it off and then we just became friends and then eventually started dating and then she has sort of a tech background and that's why she she immigrated to the US when she was 30 to because she wanted and she went to San Francisco to be in the tech scene and I have the food part so we always talked about like you know marrying our skill sets and then like dumb joke but like we eventually married each other too haha <laughs> and so then I got, let's see, then I got fired in 2013 and she was really ready for something new. And as soon as I got fired, we both just celebrated and knew that it was time to like do our own thing. So we moved from the Bay Area where it was ridiculously expensive to live. Uh, we moved to Arizona where it was much cheaper and we lived there for two years just working on our business and really like hustling to make this work. And we made a pact that as soon as our business became profitable, we would move to Hawaii. And so it took about two years to do that. And so we moved in like to Hawaii in 2016 and we've been here ever since.
0: And okay. So that's a really, that kind of is like the getting fired is kind of like the, the push to, okay, like, what do I want to do? Going to start. Our own business marrying our skill set. Had you guys kind of like talked about and thought about how you'd want to marry those skill sets together? Like, did you kind of have it on the back burner and then getting fired, you're like, all right, here it is? Or did you guys kind of figure it out after, like, as you went along? A
2: little
0: bit of both. So, we like two years prior
2: to getting fired, we decided I wanted like a project. And so, we decided to self publish a couple of cookbooks and I would do the like recipes and the photos and then she would do the like formatting and put it all together and we just self-published on Amazon and we kind of did that I mean looking back we didn't really discuss it at the time but it was really clear that it was at that point that we realized that we work really well together and we loved we just love working together and so that sort of set the stage for what was to come so we at that point, we sort of she put she designed a website and kind of our books were on Amazon for sale. And then I had like a really half ass blog, and we kind of kept this up while we were both working. It was sort of a side project. And so then in 2013, when I was fired, we both were like, "Okay, this now let's just do this," because we neither one of us liked to work for anybody else at all. Like we wanted to work wherever, like we wanted to travel and be able to work. We wanted to move wherever we wanted and have our business. We knew that we wanted like an online business and I knew I wanted to help people. It's right. That was kind of what we knew. And we didn't. And then apart from that, like we knew nothing, (laughs) we knew nothing. And then we, you know, after that push and that decision, like, okay, well, we're going to do this. Then we just figured it out. We just totally learned, learned how to swim
0: at that point. That's a really good story. And I get that. Um, struggling to work for other people. I've only had yeah. pretty much one really good boss in my life. Um,
1: Is it me? Cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Was it me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, that's really true. Um, yeah. And like, I've done retail management and stuff my whole life. And I just can't do it anymore. Because even if, you know, there's, you can have the best manager. And unless you happen to work in a good environment, such as lush, mm-hmm. where you could get away with doing pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. It's like the best managers, best people are always bound by rules, have their hands tied. And so it makes the whole thing yeah. difficult. So when you said, it's funny when you're like, I just didn't want to work for anybody else. Andy looked at me and I was like, I know I don't want to work for anybody else either. Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel didn't. I was so
0: done. And I wasn't very good.
2: Like I wasn't a great employee. Like <laughs> I showed up and I did my job, but like I just never... I just never had a job that I was like, yes, I love this. And I am going to give up my all. Like, and I also didn't like making money for other people. I was like, Mm -hmm. fuck that. I want to make money for myself. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is not, there's something missing here, you know? And so I, I was stoked. I mean, it was scary as shit because we didn't have a backup plan and we intentionally did not make a backup plan. And it's not like the smartest thing to do. And not everybody's like comfortable with doing that, but I knew that. Like, if we had a backup plan, we would eventually take it. So right. I was like, nope, we're this is what we're doing. Like, we're going all in.
0: Kind so, of forces yeah. you to figure it out.
2: Totally. Totally. It forces you to figure it out. Because, you know, if you're willing to get uncomfortable and you're willing to, like, fail along the way, then you, as long as you keep going, it's inevitable that it's going to work. You just can't give up. Yeah. It's not I like that. that, like that hard, like looking back, like at the time I was like, Oh my God. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, we just didn't, like it sucked and we didn't give up and it sucked and we didn't give up and it sucks some more. And we just like still didn't give up. We just believed that it was possible for some reason. Like we didn't have evidence, but <laughs> we just had to like go
0: on the belief that it was going to work. <laughs> and I mean, here you are. And it seems like it's working really well for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, so yeah, incredible. What what, do, what is clean food, dirty girl? What what do you do? What is this business that we've talked of?
2: <laughs> yeah, so this business, here's what we do. We help people eat more plants while celebrating human imperfection and human messiness. So, that's sort wow. of like the umbrella of what we do. Um, but how we actually make money and how we actually Well, there's a lot of things that we do that that we don't get paid for in the business, but how we actually make money is through, it's a meal plan subscription service. And we offer, we put out a new meal plan every week through our digital classroom that we built from scratch and people can choose the portions of each meal that they want to make each week. And then everything is calculated for them from like the grocery list to the batch cooking recipes, to the nightly meal recipes. And we have like some little videos of like how to prep all the ingredients. So that's how we monetize. We have a few other programs and stuff, but so that's, that's one thing that we do. We also have like, um, a blog with a ton of free recipes and resources. I send out like a sweary Saturday love letter every every week. We have a really active private Facebook group. So there's a lot of things that we offer, but the meal plans is really like how we make our money.
0: And how do you, because this is just interesting to me, how do you come up with meal plans, you just like sit and just spitball ideas, you know, between you and Luann. I know you said you have a team of like 20 mm-hmm. people. I don't mm-hmm. know what their involvement is with it. But like, how do you how do you come up with meal plans? Because there's, I can barely come up with food for myself some weeks. You were we're like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. We'll make bar, you know, buffalo tofu again. Yeah. So like, how totally do you- got that rut? Right. Um, I've just, I mean, I've always
2: loved to cook. And I've always loved it to play with food and ingredients and so when we first started this I mean we've been uh, we've been offering these meal plans since 2016 and in the beginning it was only Luann and I doing everything and so I basically it was a little bit by accident that we found out that this is actually what our community was willing to pay for because we had a lot of offers that we tried and nothing really stuck but this one did and I mean what I did was I just like wrote down what I was doing every week Like, okay, people want to know how to do it. I'll just tell them what I'm doing already. So it doesn't require a lot of extra work. It's just like, I'm already eating this way. I'll just kind of do it intentionally and create a blueprint and create a, um, you know, grocery list and stuff. And it was just like a little PDF that we would give them. And it's now involved into this beautiful, like, classroom and this digital database of all of our recipes. And then they're scalable and all that. But I just, I've just always loved to cook and I've always loved to play around in my kitchen and create recipes. So, and once I, I mean, the thing about starting a membership model is it's, it's a great model, but then you're forced to come up with this shit every week or every month or whenever you are, you know, promising stuff to your subscribers. So it just forced me to do it. And I, I didn't really have time to think about how I was going to do it. Like I just had to do it. And once enough people signed up, then I was able to, like the first person I hired was Jen Pollock and she's been with us since, but she then helped develop recipes that I could put into meal plans. And then I trained her how to actually like create the meal plans. And so we have her and then we hired one other recipe, like wizard goddess to help with the team. So now it's like the two of them, that's their full-time job is coming up with recipes and the meal plans. And they just, they're just really fucking good at what they do. They come up with the most incredible stuff. The meal plans in the beginning were just boring. It was just what I was eating. It was just kind of so simple and basic, but they've taken it. And like, it was really important for me to hire somebody better than I was at this Uh because I didn't want like, our potential to stop with me. And so I wanted to hire people that were much more like creative in the kitchen and could kind of take this to the next level.
0: Huh. And does everyone get the same meal plan when they subscribe or is it like individualized or, you know, you get to choose ABC? How does that actually like work?
2: Yeah. So it's one a week and everyone gets the same one. And so it's really fun because we have this Facebook group. And the world to get our meal plans, and so every night they're putting pictures of their meals, and it's like everybody's eating dinner together. It's the coolest thing to see different, you know, people's like you know plate of food that's like the same food that everybody is eating. Like it's it's awesome. So it's just it's one meal plan a week, and then you choose like how many portions of each nightly meal you want. And then from there, everything is calculated for you. But every week it's something totally different. Like not, like we never have like baked potatoes this week and baked potatoes next week. Like we're always um, switching it up every week. Hmm. And also giving like brand new recipes a week. I don't know how they do it. They're like whole food plant-based <laughs> recipe machines. They're amazing. They're much better at me. I, mission accomplished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm hungry now. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I know I was hungry, anyway. but
0: <laughs> so that's actually kind of cool because when you say it's like everyone's eating dinner together, that makes me think that like especially during COVID times, yeah. that had to be really cool, like really important to have. I-, I I know like Facebook groups in general, like people are, you know, doing more to gather wherever they are virtually. So that has to be extra cool for anyone who is part of the subscription plans.
2: Yeah, it is. It does feel like a community and there. And it's a really great group. Like our biggest rule in our group is like, you just can't, you can't be an asshole. And mm-hmm. if like, you're, if you're an a- asshole, we'll boot you for sure. So it's, it's an, it's a kind place to be. And it's sweary too. people love to cuss in our group, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it has definitely been, it's, you know, it's been great. Like last year, we weren't sure how our business was going to do because so many people were getting fired and laid off. And, and at one point, like there was literally not very many groceries at the grocery store. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, yeah. fuck me. Like, how, how are people going to follow our meal plans if like, they can't get the growth, like the ingredients they need. Mm-hmm. And so it, we definitely like during that time, we really like, we, we create our meal plans, like two months in advance. So we always have like two months worth that we're kind of working on. And we scrapped like a whole month's worth worth of plans. And on the fly, like created plans with like really super simple recipes with all the, like we asked our community, like what, what can you get at the grocery store right now? Like, what do you see? Can you get tomato sauce? can what vegetables are in the produce aisle. And then we created plans like based off from what people were able to get so that, So that we could help them and, and our service could be useful. And we didn't have a lot of people canceling because we were kind of catering to what they could get during that initial sort of freak out.
0: Right. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder, so where do you find, um, like most of your members come from, like, are there a lot of people who are already plant-based? Is it anyone who just wants to be healthier? Does it kind of all over the board, all, walks of life, all places kind of thing. So
2: a lot of people who are like, we have a lot of women who really want to go Mm -hmm. plant-based, but their like partner just isn't into it. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
2: they're trying to find recipes that they would like and that their partner would also kind of enjoy Mm -hmm. because, and I think, I mean, most of our people come from word of mouth. We've never done any advertising. Like, we have the Saturday email and we have our blog and I've been doing more podcasts lately. Um, being a guest on podcasts, like we get just word of mouth and because our recipes are fucking delicious and so, so good. Like we really cater to people who aren't necessarily already plant-based, but they're going to appeal to people who are like meat eaters. Um, Luann is a meat eater and both of our recipe developers, their families are also meat eaters. And so we test all of our stuff on them. So that's, I mean, we have a lot of people who, or, or people who are like, okay, I just need to get healthier and I just want to incorporate more plants into my diet. So we have a lot of those too. That's actually, yeah, there's a range.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I like that. Like you have the omnivore taste testers, if you will, like does Mm -hmm. this pass or like, you know, they can tell you an honest of like, yeah, it's okay, but it's definitely plant based. Cause I've even had meals as a vegan where I, I, you know, eat it and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a vegan meal. Like I like it, but it's like, you know, sprouted this and that. And I'm like, nah, I don't know if everyone's going to love that. So.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: And I can't like, because I've never eaten meat,
2: like I'm a terrible gauge. They're like, Oh, does this take, would, would this, is this, you know, I don't know. I I would be happy with literally like some edamame beans and some tofu and some broccoli with like some coconut. Like I'm going to be happy with whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not, I'm not super picky, but having that perspective, like really, really, I think is what makes us so appealing because we, we try to, really keep the the recipes interesting we use a lot of spices and we really emphasize like texture and using many many different like alliums and onions and garlic and all that and you know people really learn how to cook you know like how to legit cook with these plans because we just give them step by step instructions and we really do like layer on the flavors and people be like oh i thought it was like you know i thought it was the oil that um I really loved, but it was just like the spices or I, I thought that it was the meat that I really loved, but it was just like the flavor profile that was with this dish that I liked. So, so people learn to really love like real ingredients.
0: Yeah. 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 So speaking of real, what um, the human imperfection, part of like yeah. your yeah
2: so <laughs> where do where, you start with that one
0: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say so where does that tie in? Because you know physical yeah. health, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. like whole food, plant-based, that kind of is a very easy one-to-one. It's meal plans. There you go, that all makes sense. So, but you have the human imperfection in there. So what is that side of it and how do you talk about that to your members? Well it's kind of peppered into sort of all of our
2: offerings, whether they're paid stuff or, for like free stuff. Right. So like on the blog, I talked about it a lot in my sweary Saturday. Okay. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, <laughs> the other day, well, this was like a couple months, months ago, actually, but I was taking a nap and I don't know about y'all, but I drool when I sleep <laughs> a Cat lot. Does. Like I little,
1: do. Okay. I do a little bit. Okay. If, I, if I'm okay. in like a really intense nap, then I do yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, I do it like every time
2: I sleep. And I was on the couch and I had one of our couch, like pillows that I had my head in. Mm-hmm. It was naps where I was like, so it was like, I was just in the clouds. Like it was every part of me was comfortable. Like even like my finger was placed in the proper place. Like it was like the best, most comfortable position. And I was like the perfect temperature. And there was a little bit of a breeze and it was like, I was just blissed out and I was about to fall asleep. And I felt myself starting to drool. And I was like, shit, I don't want the drool to go on the pillow. Right. And Mm -hmm. so but I didn't want to get up and get like a towel. Like I usually put on my pillows when I nap. And so I took my hand and I cupped it and I just put it under my mouth (laughs) and I went to sleep and I woke up and there's like a puddle of drool in my hand. So I had created like a drool cup. And as soon as I woke up, I was like, fuck, that's so gross. And then I was like, God, I got to write about that in my email this week.
1: Oh my God. So,
2: it's like stuff like that because we're all like we're all human we're all like we're really gross like a lot like all of us are gross like we stink sometimes like we make these fucking like weird noises we <laughs> drool we we have like meltdowns we have all this range of emotions that come out of nowhere sometimes we we aren't always like we don't always make the best choices like we lie I, you know like the human experience is just so fucking weird to me. It's just weird. And then we just die. And then we all are like walking around knowing that we're going to die. And like, we're, we're all just supposed to be okay with that. And it's right. like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> so all the various ways that comes up. So I, you know, I think about this stuff and then I I just share it however I can. I'll share it on Instagram. I'll share it with my, in my Saturday emails. I'll share it with our subscriber emails. Um, I'll talk about it in Facebook lives. Like, Literally, I just sprinkle it and pepper it throughout whatever I'm doing for our business because I need to get it out because I need people like I need to know that I'm not alone. And every time I bring it up, someone's like, oh, fuck, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad I'm not the only one. And I'm like, yes. Okay, good. I'm not
0: alone then either. (laughs) I love that. First of all, it's one of the best stories I've heard ever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I mean, it is messy and weird and gross and mm-hmm. all over the board as far as bad and good and like huge range of emotions and everything. And it's nice to have someone talk about that from a very real yeah. world perspective, not a, well, everyone is human. And so if you do this, then we'll, you know, like be better. Like you're very like, no, no, I did this gross thing. Anybody else? Yeah. No? <laughs> Anyone Bueller? Bueller? Yeah. yeah, exactly. so it's, I just, I think that's really refreshing and really cool, especially from, you know, a, it's hard to say, but like whole food plant-based is such a clean, very pristine thing, yeah. you know, like you're, it's very healthy. And so like anytime I eat a salad, right? I walk around and I'm like, oh, I'm I I'm great. I'm just a hot <laughs> fit. I am yeah. wonderful. Like mm-hmm. I am an ascended being.
1: Yeah, you
0: know. And so like that could sometimes scare people. And to have someone who's like, well, my business is eating really good food, but also I drooled all over. Like I have to get towels for my pillows. Like that's really? you're like, oh, yeah. you're a yeah. real person, and that makes it like extra cool.
2: Okay, but also like eating whole food plant-based yes it's like this amazing way to eat but in the beginning it also makes you fart a ton and it can make you like all (laughs) bloated and like there's there's bits and it'll make you shit all the time too like all the time yeah um and so there are i think these aspects of of it that nobody ever talks about i'm like why like and it wasn't even like me noticing that people aren't talking about it and then deciding I needed to talk about it. It was more like, hello, is this happening to anybody else? Like, mm-hmm. I, I need to get this out. <laughs> you know." <laughs> so it's um, and it's about the food and it's not about the food, too. Right. And mm-hmm. I think so often like we I don't know, we have these goals and we want to do this. And then we kind of start on this journey. And then all of a sudden it's like not perfect. And these things come up and we don't feel like it's as awesome as it should be. And we think that there's something wrong, but it's just part of the process. Like it's, there's not this like clean path to perfection that smells like fucking roses. Like that's just not how it works. And so, yeah, you know, I just like to remind people that, um, you're good. Like whatever you're doing and however you're doing it, you're fine. Like. (laughs) carry on you're human I'm human it's all good like I promise (laughs) you we all do weird shit and we all have you know freak out moments and like for example I um it was during the 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 toilet paper crisis last year and Mm -hmm. Luann and I well like Luann being from Malaysia they use um like not necessarily fancy bidets there but they do have like a bucket system Mm -hmm. to like you know, clean your cooch and your asshole after you go to the bathroom. And so she was like, you know what? I'm going to just order bidets for the house. Cause you can order them for like 60 bucks or something. Right. And so we're like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck. Yeah. Because then we, we won't need to have toilet paper. Like I can just, so what I did, we got the bidets and we installed them and, <laughs> I had a jumpsuit that one of my friends gave me and I didn't really like it because it kind of was high waters and it kind of went up my butt a little bit. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just um, cut up my jumpsuit into little pieces of like towel that we can wipe with after the bidet does its thing. Right. And so I cut up the jumpsuit and we like had this. And so I decided just to do an Instagram like live or something just like, okay, here's, I know that people are freaking about it." freaking out about toilet paper but you could get a bidet and if you don't have a bidet here's literally like a bucket and a container so I put on like a pair of like um spandex shorts and I just literally like did it like how I would do it and just to to show people how to do it and then um my friend was like, is that the fucking jumpsuit that I got you? And uh, yes, that is. I'm so sorry, Cam. It is a jumpsuit, but it's it's a wonderful like toilet, toilet rags now. So like stuff like that, like it's just stuff that happens in our life. Right. And um, we may as well share it. You never know
0: um, how it could inspire somebody. (laughs) That may have actually topped your last story. (laughs) You like, you like broke Andy. Like he almost started laughing out loud. He does his best to be completely quiet. And he just like almost broke because I would die. I don't know if I like, I, I try my best, like, especially after last year, I, my drawer of fucks is very empty. I had no fucks left. (laughs) Not Um, a single one. No, and yeah. I would still be a little bit mortified. I would be like, "Um, yes, mm-hmm. is it?" I, I probably would be like, "Is it?" Oh, I don't remember.
1: <laughs> um, so well, you should you should watch the video. Oh, it's
0: very now informative. I'm,
1: oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely will. <laughs> oh, I gosh. actually have been
0: meaning to get bidets for our house. We want them.
1: They're the best.
2: They're the best. They haven't used toilet paper in like a year. They're awesome so good
0: everybody so good. wants a clean butt it,
2: really and then if you think about it really you just like take the toilet paper and you wipe it's just like kind of smearing it it's not even like a <sighs> really like you don't know how dirty your butt is until you get a bidet and you feel how clean it is it's so nice like I know yeah. I don't ever now I like if I go to somebody else's house and I use their toilet I'm like ugh, oh, all right I guess I <sighs> use toilet paper
0: <laughs> and like It's so funny because like look how far you've come. Like, remember living in a teepee? Yeah and now you're like, I have a very clean butt.
2: (laughs) The cleanest butt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, toilets seem to be like
2: this theme in my life. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, I've come a long way. And I've kind of like gone full circle because you know, it doesn't it was like I always I don't know. I just dreamed of having a normal toilet for so long when I was growing up. I was like, God, people just get to go on a toilet and flush. Like they don't have to walk in the middle of the night in the snow to like take a shit. Like this is crazy pants. People just get to go to a room that's off their bedroom. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) God, what a life though. I'm still shook by that. Like That's so cool.
2: Uh It was cool looking back for sure. Yeah, it was. It it taught me a lot. I mean, I think it it set me up for who I am. I mean, it it shaped Mm -hmm. who I was, you know, so it's no, it's no, like a lot of things make sense once people find that out about me. (laughs) Like like, I was all coming together.
0: Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense now. Yeah, exactly. Uh so Kat, do you have any questions or Molly, do you have anything that you want to bring up? We, I mean, we've talked a lot of poop.
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, I love talking about poop for sure. And drool now. So we have a lot, drool. I mean, we've covered a lot of bases. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so all the excretions. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Not always. Yeah. There's a lot of gross excretions coming from various orifices for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know what questions you all have for me. What like? I don't know? know. I don't know if I necessarily have like any questions, but like, I, I know Danny and I were excited to talk to you based on mm-hmm. like your email and like reading about you because we were like, oh my god, this is like our this is like our brand of vegan, but you know, like, like you were saying about um, how in your group, there's a lot of cussing and like a certain kind of like Mm -hmm. attitude towards things and like the idea of being imperfect and all of that. And that's just like everything I think that we've tried to embody on this podcast is, you know, is just like being yourself and like, you know, fuck all the rest of it and just doing your, your absolute best and being a real person. And so, um, so yeah, we were just like super excited to, to talk to somebody who was like, are kind of vegan because that's I mean I don't know about your experience but like we talk a lot about how that's not always super common and that there can be like a lot of expectations and rules and and things like that in terms of what kind of vegan you are and how you go about it and things like that so
2: yeah I mean it can be pretty harsh out there and in fact here's a fun little story so when Luann and I first started the business we called ourselves bold vegan and that was like our brand. And about a year into that, I was like, this isn't going to work because as soon as people find out, like certain people find out that, like that Luann isn't vegan, like oh, that yeah. is not going to be okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: you don't have any intention of going vegan. Like, what are we doing? And so we actually rebranded and I came up with the name clean food, dirty girl. And I'm like, yeah, that's much more. Like that's much more us. So I get it. I mean, there there can be um, a lot of shade for sure. Absolutely. You know, when people come to us and they come to our Facebook group, it's like, it's almost like they're like so traumatized they're like, Oh my God, I was in this group and I just kept getting yelled at and everything that I said, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it was so brutal. And that's why I started the group because I was in a couple of like plant-based groups and I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my God, people are being so like people, like the moderators are allowing people to be so shitty to each other. Mm -hmm. I was like, that, that isn't cool. So we really have, um, I have definitely experienced that. I'm just not about it. like, what wherever you're at, man, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, we just need to focus on, like, doing the best that we can for whatever reasons we want to and and let people do the same. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking Mm -hmm. of messy (laughs) things, I just saw (laughs) a picture. It's actually not poop related. Do you happen to have (laughs) – I was just thinking messy and just realistic. Do you guys have any pets of any sort?
2: Well, we have two tortoises. And we have – um one cat so yeah yeah um uh, we have a tortoise named donut he's a really little I think it's I don't know if it's a he yet but very small little Indian star tortoise and then we have Mo, that's a yellow foot tortoise and then sweet pea who's a calico shelter kitty who's a weirdo who
0: we love what brand of weirdo is that, we're cat people. So, <laughs> oh, but, oh, yeah. Oh, so when you're okay. like, oh, she's a weirdo, I'm like, okay, tell yeah. us what brand is weird. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Okay. So she is the brand of weird. She was straight and mm-hmm. there was a tropical storm um, in 2016, I guess the same year we moved to Hawaii and she, I guess she was pregnant or no, she had kittens and it was at, like she didn't live in the house, but she was kind of outside the house because she was kind of a stray and the friggin' storm, like swept her kittens away and all of her kittens were killed and she was just like in a really, I think that she was injured in the storm and so somebody picked her up and caught her and brought her to the shelter and so when we got her, It was like that had happened pretty recently. She still had milk like in her boobs. And when we brought her home, she would sit up on our window and meow for like hours.
1: It was fucking brutal.
2: Yeah, it was horrible. And so she, and like, for the first probably three or four days, like she wouldn't let us touch her. She wouldn't get close to us. Like she, she would just sit there and either be totally frozen still, or she would just be at the window meowing. So I think Mm -hmm. her particular brand of weird is just being super, like being traumatized when she, you know, through all of that. And so she's very unsure she likes to be around you, but she doesn't want to be close to you. She has never sat on my lap ever. Like mm-hmm. I can pet her if I do it a certain way. Like she's just super skittish, but she's also like super loyal. It's just, I don't know. She's a weird cat, but I,
0: I'm a total cat freak as well. I love cats. I think they're, the, they're just the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The
0: best. You're in good yeah. the company. They really are the literal best. Yeah. yeah. Even, love um, French. we have one cat i always see i he was the kitten and then we got an actual kitten and so Mm -hmm. it's hard to now stop calling him the kitten edward is his name that we um he has some kind of a similar temperament to sweet pea is he he will be in the room with us recently he's gotten he'll sit you know behind me near me never next to me near me he doesn't want us to pet him but he'll be in the room He loves our other cats, is like, you know, he's a a frisky kitten, cat, if you will. But like, he just does not really like people. And I wonder if it also came from, because we pulled him out of a car engine. Um, We saw him run up into the engine of a car and, you know, had to tell the person inside the store, like, hey, there's a cat in your engine. No, we're not lying. Um, That's a true thing. And then I like had to reach in and I got him. And maybe that traumatized him too. Like maybe,
1: yeah,
0: that like fucked him up and made him a little weird like that too. Because he'll like again if you go to touch him, he like acts as though we beat him and we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So it's exactly It's, it. it's crazy because he like looks like we're gonna beat him, and we're like, you have you live such a good yeah. life here. Like my cats are spoiled oh, yeah. as fuck, and he's like, please don't hurt me, and I'm like, okay, yeah. right, uh, sure so totally like
2: and we've had sweet pea five years and like every time it's like brand new Mm -hmm. it's like she's like oh my god
1: you are you gonna hurt me and like it's like if i would have
2: wanted to hurt you i would have done it already like get over it you're such a weirdo
1: it's it's like so nice to see the progression though because i have a few of my cats are kind of like that and like my my one cat baby cat. She's she's very friendly with people. Like she's always out when people are over. She doesn't love being touched. Like she gets kind of squirmy when you try to pet her. Um but she I've had her for three years and uh, it, it was, I don't know, like a few weeks ago, I think, Danny, when I texted you that for the first time in those three years, she laid down on my lap. And mm-hmm. I was like, Well, I live here now because she's never done this. And I cannot move <laughs> until yeah. she does yeah. because this has never happened. And it's maybe happened like one time since. And so it's like, it's so nice to see the progression of like their growth and stuff from, mm-hmm. from the scared beings they come in as to like the starting to trust and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause even
0: Edward wouldn't be in the room when we first got him, he wouldn't even be in the room with us. And yeah. now like yeah. the other day Andy was took a picture from the couch cause he was on the heater behind me and I didn't even realize he was there. Yeah. So it's like the progression and like with Charles, our other one, we can't get rid of him now. Like he's oh, he sleeps with us every single night and he was when we first got him and my vet came to visit, we have um, a mobile vet who comes into our house and she uh he tried to climb a wall to get away from her and so she was like Mm. oh he was feral because he i've never seen a cat do this like he climbed a fucking wall it was crazy and now he is like the biggest squishmallow and sleeps with us every night so it really is nice to see like the changes and sometimes they're just jerks. Like Edward, I think just fakes it. Like yeah. I think he like makes a game out of it now. He's like, uh-huh oh, Cause he sees that we're like, you're so cute and we want to pet you. And he's like, nah, fuck you.
1: Yeah. And that's <laughs> like yeah, there's
0: some of that for sure. That's
1: that's like what I love, I think, about cats too. <laughs> like I am the one oh. All, almost all of my cats have are cats that nobody else wanted. Like they're cats that nobody was going to take. They have a health issue. They're seniors. They were jerks. You know, like whatever the case may be, they were like going to be forever shelter cats. And so that is always like what's so nice to see is, you know, these cats that nobody else maybe would have taken a chance on and and seeing them like turn into cats you know like seeing them Mm -hmm. start being like friendly and and come out and like have personalities and and you know it's like what would have happened to them had they not been taken home you know Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and for me like the best thing about cats is like they aren't children
1: (laughs) oh yes oh yes you are in a a great company with that. <laughs> we concur. Like
2: every day, every day. I'm so happy. I don't have children. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you're perfect because you don't really like me. You don't need a lot yes. from me. Like I need to feed you twice a day. Like she goes outside to poop. Like, I'm like, this is perfect. Like, yes. I'm so happy that you're a cat and like, there are no children in the house. I don't know how people, for me, I can't even, mm just no, just no. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I mean, no. awesome for
2: people who want to do that, but damn, not I, me. It's
1: I've never wanted kids. Like my <laughs> my entire life. I, I mean, Danny knows I I've mm-hmm. never felt that itch. Like even when I was younger, I never really. It was never. It, it was a thing that I was like, okay, well, that's what you do, right? Like when I was super young, but I never, I never wanted that. That was never the future I saw for myself. And I I, I did a brief stint as a step parent, and and it just. It's not for me. Like I don't have that bone. I don't have that instinct. It is just not for me. Which is so funny because like I, I'm very parental with my cats. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm very diligent about their doctor's appointments. If I go out of town, I make sure they have proper care. Like, <laughs> like I'm very, you know, very parental <laughs> with them, but not with humans. Like, that's
0: like, that's like, same. You know, like I. I want – and Andy and I were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have kids and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I want to have kids. And I think every day even it gets further away by choice because I'm like I like my life Mm -hmm. um, and I have kids because as someone who had to take one of the cats to the ER – last week was that last two weeks ago now and he's on a prescription diet now and he gets but like no no they're they're kids you know like they are absolutely the brand of child that I like to have because I get to snuggle them like and you know they throw attitude at me but like
1: not too much Mm -hmm. you know they don't actually talk back usually yeah that's what I was gonna say they don't talk back um, there's no potential for them to grow up and be a serial killer like it's it's a win-win
2: mm-hmm. situation there's a College fees, like i mean yeah. the vet can be expensive but it's never going to be as expensive as college <laughs> yeah
1: that's true that's true yeah.
0: that's very true i would like to counterpoint kathleen about the serial killer thing as someone who stepped oh, yeah. in half a mouse the other morning yeah
1: you're right I, yeah you're right yeah. yeah 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 and i i mean my my Danny and I have brother kittens, and my kitten's name is Norman Bates. So I suppose that I'm setting him up for, for some kind of future. Um, setting it. myself up too, I suppose. Yeah, yeah,
0: you definitely did. I think, yeah, you were like, this kitten has mother issues, and now you're like going to like create the, you know, yeah, like yep. cyclical. Yeah. Good luck Ooh. with that. Yeah. My, I my kitten's an angel. Along.
2: I well we had a kitten um last year not well he was like one and he he died at one years old man it was like the most brutal thing you get so attached to them too like I think all my cats an asshole but like you really do feel that like that just like I just love like I was in love with um panther and like I am like for all the sweet peas weirdnesses like I just like legit love her so mm-hmm. it's, it's so good that we can have these little beings and it like satisfies that um parental like itch or whatever because like same for, like I'm, I'm a really nurturing person and there was a time when I thought I might want to have kids but being a lesbian it's not as you know it's not like oh whoops you know we right. got pregnant mm-hmm. it's like it was going to require a lot more and I'm so glad that like that kind of came and went and I don't know because if I was straight when that was happening it could have been very easy to just like have babies at that time but because Mm I just that it wasn't you know wasn't going to happen with another woman it was like oh I'm really glad that like that didn't happen so (laughs) wild yeah
0: yeah and it's you know we from the sounds of it and i know this for sure for me and cat we all look at our cats or pets you know your your other companion animals like you look at them like children oh yeah you feel that nurture towards them like they that is how people look at babies we say that all the time cat and i will do something i'm like i think this is how people feel about human babies (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
2: totally i totally feel that i'm
0: good (laughs) Yeah. Same man. Same. (laughs) So let's see. I know I have one more very well. I have Andy's question. Yeah, Andy has a question. Um, and then that leads into our our kind of yes. We have to
1: ask it We haven't been asking our wrap up question. We need to focus.
0: (laughs) I think because like in the zone, like we start like just really getting enraptured by these people and being like, "Hi, cool," and then we're like, "Okay, bye," and forget. Anyways. Um, Andy's question was, what's your favorite flavor profile? Is that what it it, it was in regards to food? And you were talking about like spices and how that kind of makes the food. Um, Andy wants to know what your favorite flavor profile is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Well, that would be very hard to pick one. But I have to say a co- the combination of like sweet and sour and salty to me, is really, really satisfying, and that's a lot of um, Southeast Asian food is like that. So, like, okay, let's see. There's a, we did a whole like Malaysian meal plan, and there is a recipe in that plan, and I think I even put it on the blog for um, curry laksa. Have you all ever heard of that? No. No. Okay, so it's a coconut milk based soup that has noodles and just a whole bunch of other deliciousness, but it's like coconut, a coconut milk broth. And then it has like noodles and um, shiitake mushrooms. And then you squeeze a bunch of lime juice over it. And then you put a ton of cilantro and then you put some jalapenos and that, like that combination of the creaminess from the coconut milk, and then the sour from the lime, and then the kind of astringent from the cilantro and then there's like some a little bit of coconut sugar in the broth so the broth has this tiny like sweetness to it. that to me is one of like the most satisfying flavor profiles out there
1: mm. okay but
0: Andy's dying now he's
1: but, yeah but, and, I, and, I don't and think also and it's, this-
2: it's spicy too it's also a little bit spicy mm. so you add in that spice but like anything that has really bold flavors I guess like even if it's like I don't know like a Mexican kind of cumin, um mm-hmm. green onion, tomatoes, you know that kind of flavor. It's like fabulous as long as there's enough of it. Like I think what happens with a lot of vegan recipes is they there's just not enough spice and there's not enough flavor. Mm-hmm. And like if you take something like tofu, for example, it's really bland, right? Like if mm-hmm. like you have to do shit to it to make it tastes good. right? And and there, there's a lot of that, like even like a lot of beans, like they do, there is some kind of umami with, with beans, especially like black beans or like pinto beans. But even then, like you really, to make it flavorful, you've got to build that flavor. And so mm-hmm. I, I just love any kind of food as long as when I eat it, my mouth is like, Oh yeah. Like, okay. I can taste that. It's not like, okay, I'm not sure. I can't put my finger on like the flavor, like I want it to explode in my mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I don't know if no, that answers you, your question.
0: Did you say but. the curry recipe was on the site? Is that of it? I want to make that now. Yeah, curry laksa. I'm
2: pretty sure it's on the site. If it's not, email me and I'll send you the recipe okay, great. Cause now I need to make that. <laughs> you do. Um, it, it's so, it's so like, um, I just looked and yes, search curry laksa on our website and it'll come up and you will just, oh, it's the best, especially when it's kind of cold outside. Cause it's super warming and spicy and good.
1: Hmm.
0: This is a problem since we haven't eaten dinner. Uh, And now that's all I want. Um,
1: So hungry. So (laughs) So stupid. uh,
0: The wrap-up question is, you kind of like, kind of answered it, but it's just, what's your favorite vegan or plant-based meal, whether it be something you make or Mm -hmm. one of the recipes or something Mm -hmm. that you've had out at a restaurant, but what's your all-time favorite meal, if you had to pick one? (sighs) I, I, how, how,
2: how that's such a hard question. Okay. So I'll just tell you one that I really fucking mouthgasmed over recently. Um, I would say it was at the end of last year and it was in a meal plan and it was um, Tammy, who is one of our recipe wizard goddesses, um, created it. And it's a butternut squash lasagna. And mm. this thing like had sage and rosemary and then you roasted the squash and then you made uh like a cheesy sauce out of cashews and then a whole bunch of other ingredients with some of that squash and then you layered the squash with like the sauce and other um delicious veggies and then you put it in the oven and bake it till it's all warm and bubbly like that was one of the best like that was the best lasagna I've ever had in my life like and this was like whether it's a vegetarian or vegan or whole food plant-based or whatever like that to me I ate I ate one whole lasagna in like two days and then I immediately made another one that sounds (laughs) delicious and I still like I need to make it again but that's that that like that was damn satisfying I have to say, but every week, like the thing with the the cool thing that now that I'm not coming up with the recipes for the meal plans is like every week I just follow along with the meal plans. And it's all like, I test some of their recipes, but we have like recipe testers. So like it can be brand new to me every week. So I'm actually batching along with our subscribers and it's so much fun to see like what it's going to, what, what are we going to get this week? Cause it's all
0: brand new. And so every week I'm blown away by our food. That's actually really cool. So it's like, you get to experience it from both sides. Like you own the business, co-own the business, but you also get to be a member of it, like a a real member of it. Totally. And if I wasn't, like if I didn't own the business, I would be, I would
2: so get the meal plans. And cause I can't even imagine not doing them. I'm like, oh God, this is like why isn't everybody subscribed to these? Like they are so good. And it's so, and plus like just, I don't know if you guys batch cook, but batch cooking was like a game changer for me when I started doing that you know, like setting aside a few hours, one day a week to do a bunch of the cooking, cooking. That was huge. Cause like, we know that when we're hungry, we're going to eat and it
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, we're not going to just cook for an hour when we're starving. Like we're going to grab something that we can, you know, that can be ready in like under 10 minutes. And so having a well-stocked fridge full of delicious food, like that for me is like a really easy way to to eat
0: this way. That's actually, we need to do, I need to do more of that for sure. Yeah, me too. Well, we do have a trial,
2: trial, um, you know, plan on our website if you want to sign up.
0: (laughs) See, I may have to literally have to do that, though, because like right now is a great example. Uh, I like to go to bed as early as possible. Eight o'clock, 8 30 is the preferred I love it. time. Oh my God. Um, so do I. <laughs> yeah, because I like getting up at 5 30 in the morning, and it's Same. easier to get up at 5 30 if you go to bed at 8 30 to get yourself mm-hmm. yes. actual sleep. But, like, I'm like, what am I going to eat? We didn't eat dinner yet. And so we're like, oh, we have the uh, tikka masala from Trader Joe's that's frozen. So we'll get, we'll eat that. But I'm like, if we had batch things, we could have our own meals just ready to go. Mm-hmm. So totally, Totally. um, like last night for
2: dinner, I had this amazing, um, recipe that was, um, brown rice and chickpeas, but then at the end of cooking it all, like you add some lemon zest and a little bit of coconut milk and some garlic and some onion. And so it's this delicious, like coconut chickpea lemony rice. And then I heated up some roasted kabocha squash to put on top And then I made a little bit of like a side salad and then I drizzled it with some dressing and some roasted pumpkin seeds. And it was like the best thing. And I heated it up in five minutes. Mm. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, and it's cheaper than like getting, doing pre-made stuff. It's healthier than doing pre-made stuff. And plus it's just, it's just fun because it's so yummy. And then you get to like learn how to cook new things and use ingredients that you wouldn't normally use.
0: Well, you've sold
2: us. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that was your intention. I really do. I just get so excited, you know, because I'm like, do you know what to do with like fennel? Like, Like, do you know like, call Robbie is a veggie? Like, that's weird. Like, there's so many veggies out there that most people don't even buy because they just would have no idea what to do with it.
0: There you go. That's important. And it expands palates, Uh which is good. Cool. Well, that's, I think that's all we've, all she wrote for us. Um, Where then can people find you, Molly, if they, on Instagram or anywhere else, you know, to subscribe or where yep. where can people go to hunt you down?
2: So we've just made it really easy. And if you go to cleanfooddirtygirl.com, everything you need is there. That's it. There
0: you go. Yeah. There you go. I like that. We finally did that too and started saying where you could find the podcast. We're like, just go to this and then everything is there. Do what you everything. want, email, whatever. So. Everything is
2: there. Yeah. Super easy. Um, do check out the bidet video and do make that loxa recipe and let me know what you think.
0: I actually already pulled up the recipe. I went on the <laughs> website and, and found it. So I have it pulled up ready to go. Cool. Yay. Fabulous. It's so thank much you. fun talking
2: to you guys. Thank you so much thank for having me. I know we covered a lot. I hope that you all aren't traumatized. Um, uh, apologies. It's, it's pretty hard, hard to traumatize us. us. No, I'm
1: just, I'm hungry. That's my current yeah. trauma. <laughs> okay. I'm <be> so hungry.
0: <laughs> Time, to yes. yeah. Time to eat. Yeah. Time to eat. Well, thank you again. We've had a lot of fun. It's been amazing. Poop and all.
1: Yes. yes. Poop and Yay. all. Yay. So
0: much fun. So
1: much fun. Thank you, ladies.
0: So that was fun.
1: <laughs> yes, indeedy-do.
0: I actually have... I realized I have a fun fact. Not a fact, just a little a, a little, date, a little thing. I have a thing to say that, okay. that uh, happened that I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, so I've mentioned this before. I'm just trying to uh get some more friends on Animal Crossing. But I do play Animal Crossing <laughs> and I will give you my friend code if you slide into the DMs. Um but on Animal Crossing a few days ago, Lauren gifted me like a squat, a squat toilet.
1: Oh, in Animal like, Crossing. Like a squ- yeah, a squat toilet. Yeah. Okay. So
0: it just literally looks like It's a little, they show it as, like, a little porcelain is what it is on there. Just thing that sits on the ground that presumably you would just, boop, squat.
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: I didn't know, like, a squatty potty, obviously, is a thing, whatever. But, like, this squat toilet where you just squat and it just goes in, like, and you do your thing. I didn't know that (laughs) that was uh, apparently relevant enough to make it into mainstream media of Animal Crossing.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize either.
0: So, uh there we go interesting that's
1: that's my fun fact um what's your other poop fact (laughs) cat all right i don't remember where i learned this for some reason i thought jordan told me this but i don't know why i wouldn't have verified it with him so that can't be it but now i don't remember where i learned this so andy true or false do men get erections when they poop no <laughs> that's somebody told me that they do. Um,
0: I think if that came from Jordan, that's his particular kink.
1: <laughs> I would think. Somebody told me that dudes can get erections or sometimes do get erections when they poop. I, <laughs> I think
0: I I think we've now um again, no kink shaming, so we like we are very I'm sex a little- positive here,
1: but I'm a little concerned to. Uh, I'm going to Google it. I was a little, you know, maybe that's not the wisest plan. Oh, you're going to get on a list. But let's yeah, that's a, scary, it. that's a scary. Let's place you might be google going it. Then. Do men get. <laughs> well, you got to know how to Google it. Like if you Google poop erections, then you're going to get a whole different thing.
0: So that's what you're Googling, obviously.
1: <laughs> okay, so guess what? What? So it is all over the internet because apparently there was a TikTok that went viral. Of course. Stating, <laughs> see, the plot thickens. I mean, it's yes. TikTok. It was, a, it was a TikTok. Yeah. That
0: person probably ordered a Chelsea or whatever, at Dunkin' Donuts, gave themselves the shits, <laughs> yeah. and then went home and was like, oh, and now, yeah, I want to, yeah. This is where this all yeah. comes from.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm going to send this to you because it's actually really funny. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Here we go. See, aren't you glad? See, I just come with all the hot topics, like all the, you know, the stuff people really want to hear about. Um, it's not typical, but it can happen, this doctor says. It could be caused by increased pelvic floor contraction, during the salva, which means the guy contracts his pelvic floor or Kegel muscles that could cause an erection. However, there is no physiological explanation for erections and defecation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And defecation to happen simultaneously. Straining down can cause hemorrhoids and vascular engorgement. I love the word engorge. <laughs> um, so it's not typical, but it can happen. Hmm
0: um i think we should you know what i think we should do is a case study and uh we should ask (laughs) all the dudes we know
1: yeah like uh when we asked everybody about poop dick that was kind of similar yeah yeah it's for (laughs) science we really got to go back yeah we really got to go back to uh um polling our friends uh about their their poop habits i was gonna
0: say are you gonna put this on our instagram story because like
1: oh no i don't know if that's wise either you really don't know what you're gonna get when you open up this kind of door yeah yeah you that's know? true well there and while inquiring minds definitely want to know they also don't want to know you know y- yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say slide into our dms and let us know but then i know directly if like you know someone like the good thing with a survey is it can just be a percentage
1: right yeah but you can see the way people answer yeah so maybe it's best if i don't know yeah i mean if you want to tell us
0: uh if you or a loved one has gotten an erection while pooping let us know yeah <laughs> If, watch this be the thing that explodes our inbox or something. Wink. <laughs> be like, great. That's yeah, what we're right? known for now. This is what does it. Excellent. This
1: is what does it. Good thing we're discussing this after the veg news polls have already closed because. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is smart.
0: But, Nobody's like, Molly said, poop everybody poops, dude yeah like everybody poops as vegans, yeah. we poop very often regularly, like yes.
1: regular, regular is a great word, yeah. yep,
0: very regular. it's nice mm-hmm. uh to just <laughs> you have a schedule. Mm-hmm. it's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, yeah, that was a fun interview too, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more more focused yeah. uh, on on the interview here. Not just not just poop related. Th- not just poop, but like the actual like the meal planning
0: and I don't know, I feel like it's again something that just makes life even a little more fun without having to think cuz think so we talk about it all the time. If it's not TV, we may not want to be bothered with it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I really don't want to be bothered with so, it like, actually how cool if you're part of like this subscription which gets you the meal planning you have to buy the groceries okay but then you don't have to really think about well what am I going to make tonight it's like oh I'm going to make this or oh I pre-planned for the week and I bulk out my meals so yes. you really don't have to think about it
1: yes I would much rather not have to think about most things right I have too much that I, like, I have to think about, so if we can remove some things from that list, that would be great. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, the meals sound fucking delicious. I was sneaking Mm -hmm. peeks at all the different recipes and stuff, and they sound so good. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll hook everyone up, I think, with the website. We mentioned the stuff, but we'll put it in the show notes and everything, so,
1: yeah. For sure-sees.
0: Yeah. I guess that's probably all she wrote for the episode. Um Aside from the outro, is that is that what this is called? Is that a fucking thing? An outro? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure because here's the thing. Much like you blindly believe Shannon, um, I <laughs> blindly believe Andy. So if Andy tells me something. Oh, well, I would too. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah I, of I course. Too. So I could be talking about, like, anything right now and talking completely out of my ass. And yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you on that for sure. Okay, good, good, good. So um our our outro is to head over to the vSpot.fm to listen to past episodes, slide into our DMs about poop or not. Um, email us. Social medias are on there. Um yeah, that's I think it. And thanks to our friends at SoundBite for putting up with our bullshit and letting us be part (laughs) of their podcast family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's I mean that's it. That's That's yep. the truth. So go forth and poop. And
1: poop. Great. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.